Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, Bruin friends, what's hey, up? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's John over there humping away on something. Yeah, there was the music. <laughs> Got me all riled up. Definitely right. Blood excited. Flowing. Got the blood flowing. Good to have a wife. Take it out on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, nothing better than four or five girlfriends, so you can make up for it. I'm jealous of your taste. <laughs> uh, feel Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Back for another fine show. Uh, if you're listening live, you can call in 888-401-BEER. We actually have the lovely Bevo to take in uh, callers. So yeah. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Two three three seven. I just got back from uh, the UK. When? Whoa, that's a little uh, bit of a trip. Earlier in the week, I don't know some por- some period of time. I got back. <laughs> Family the trip last or? couple of weeks. What, uh, what took you there? Uh, business. It was business. A, a brewery excursion. <laughs> oh. I, I, oh. We have a, a UK distributor. Oh they wow! Congrats. Beer, uh, have, left, uh... left coast uh, beer, left coast distributing, or whatever oh, in the yeah. UK. Okay. And so, uh, uh, went for two weeks. Uh, my friend Travis uh, joined me. He needed to get away from work too. And then, I mean, I he he needed to get away from work. I was working. And right. then uh, my daughter uh, came with me. Oh, great! And huh. uh, we went and we spent uh, a few days in lovely Cardiff, Cardiff, Wales, which is is quite nice. And that's the area you're distributed in. Uh, close. And then we went to Bristol, where we we had a tap takeover at a small bar in Bristol, which is an excellent place. I was blown away. Really well run, just great place. Fantastic food, not like fancy food, just really good food, really good beer, and uh, some 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 local brewers came out. Yeah. Yeah, hospitality. Oh, it was fantastic. We had an awesome time. Nice. That was that was absolutely fantastic. And what were you pouring there? Yeah, like how many? They beers? had uh, five beers on. I don't think they had torment. They had the Grammary, Evil Twin, Evil Cousin, Shallow Grave, and CHP. Maybe? And this is all draft product. Huh? Wow, that was all draft. Yeah, wow, you are distributed there. And then uh, we went to London for the GBBF. The Great British oh, Beer Festival. Yeah, their version of our GBF. Yeah, right. right. Well, that was the, the, oh, they, they the that was uh, the original one. We copied them. I think. Exactly. That's right. Of course, yeah. they did some great things there. But they did uh, yeah. some things. I, I I think they do some things better in the U.S. one, and I think they do some things better oh. in the in the British one. Yeah, good. I think they could learn from each other and improve both of them. But you go there, you pay like I'm going to say maybe forty bucks equivalent, forty bucks, and then Cheap. you. No, you have to buy your pints when you get in there. Ooh, you have to buy your glass too. It's forty dollars to get in. So the glass is like three pounds. Okay, like you know, five bucks. Okay, they'll buy it back for me at the end if you want. Okay, and then it's got marks on it for like a third pint, a half pint, a full pint, and then you go up to these booths and you buy the beer, <laughs> and they'll sell you whatever. What's cool though is you're not drinking a freaking ounce of beer. 
you know, you can actually get a third of a pint. You can enjoy it. You can think about it. You can have a few swallows. You can share it with somebody. You can talk about it. And because you, you're drinking more beer and you have more in a glass, you actually, people congregate together. They'll each get beers. They'll mm-hmm. talk about them. They'll sit. They'll, they'll, they'll discuss it. They'll share. And it's a much nicer experience that way. Versus everybody waiting in lines yeah. continuously, just, just to waiting get a for little an hour, and then be out of beer again. Right, and you can't, yeah. it's yeah. not enough or, to really share with anybody. Yes. Right. Hmm. So uh, I think that that's really nice. They did not have any dump buckets anywhere, Oof. which uh, hmm. uh, is, a, is a different thing. And then I didn't see like any water stations. And uh, so no beer wasted, no hydration. Right, but, right, right. And you can buy right. the amount of beer. I like it. Right. But yeah, I I ended up you know getting a. You know, pint of my favorite beer, and you know, just enjoying the the whole thing. Uh, it was fantastic. And then we 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 went around. We had uh, an event at uh, at uh, King's Arms. We had uh, a, an event, uh, and then we went to we went to uh, Beavertown Brewing. Hung out with them. Really cool brewery. One one of the up and coming uh, brewers in in England. A lot of people say it's like the hottest brewery. Mm. Really cool. They're they're making kind of American styles. They, oh yeah. Uh, uh, really cool. Had had a good time there. Uh, when we went to uh, uh, Sandbrook's Brewery, the London Amateur Brewers uh, Association, I emailed them before. I was like, "Hey, you guys have you know, yeah, you hanging out? You have any meetings or anything?" They scheduled a meeting. <laughs> wow! You know, just a second. They already had their meeting like the previous week, yeah, and it's like, "Okay, humility. we'll have another meeting." There's this author coming. They all came out, and oh, I tell you, absolutely amazing, best time ever. Wow! The guys from the brewery, they, they, uh, they, they, the the brewers stayed till like midnight, That's just great. to pour free beer for everybody, and it was wow. just, just amazing. We had an awesome time. Sounds like a great event. Yeah, two weeks of heaven, fantastic beer heaven. Yeah, and uh, we went to Paris for a few days. Uh, my daughter wanted to go to Paris. Just good beer down. for a few days. Paris? No. I've, I've had good beer there on my honeymoon. It was your honeymoon. Maybe that That's was probably why I was, right. I was high on life. No, there was uh, <laughs> one decent place there. I mean, we had a lot of crappy places, a lot of crappy beer. I had I had uh, beer with, uh, like, you know, chunks coming out of it, uh, and the butter and vinegar and stuff. And they're like, oh, no. And then uh, we went to this place called Falstaff. Hmm. Actually, it was actually pretty good. It, the people were... Service was incredible. The beers were all great. Great selection. You know, it was expensive, but oh, it was fantastic. Well, so you had a lineup of clean beers, and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, and an excellent selection. Hmm. Selection of like you know, you know, hoppy Belgian beers, and you know, this, that, the other thing. And you could be sitting at a table. You finish your beer. You look towards the bar. They're looking at you, and they're like, "You want another one?" Oh yeah, they're like, on it. Yeah, nice. give me another one. Two seconds later, there's your beer. Fantastic. Yeah. A lot of places Fantastic. it's hard to get their attention. It's like they don't right, want yeah. to see. You. No, they had like four, money that four work. people working, and you know they were they're really right. on it. I was I was impressed. Hmm. How'd your beer go over? I mean, what was the reaction of people drinking your beer in England? Uh you know, people tell you how how much they love it and they think it's fantastic, but you know, I don't know. Well, you're sure probably observing, it. checking them out. You know, I was just curious. Uh, you know, they drank it. That's, yeah, that's well, good. I mean, are there, so are, I assume it's okay. They don't have a great selection of double IPAs, right? Um, you know, more and more. You'd be shocked at the number of breweries. You said this are, brewery, Beaver, Beaver, Beaver Town. Beaver right? Town. They were uh, 
They're looking at that's their forte. So they're doing really well right, they're because they're making these more American styles. Americanized styles of beer. Yeah, are they getting the ingredients to, to do that? You know, uh, the hops, yeah, American yeah. hops, right? Um, I looked in their hop room. Um, they had uh, you know a fair selection of of hops. They had some Citra and they had some Amarillo, and uh, I think well, they had uh, some other stuff. They got Citra. They're powerful because they, a lot of people can't get it here, right? Like you, <laughs> <laughs> Citra's in England. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I gave him crap. I said, ah, so there's where my sister is at. <laughs> yeah. An extra suitcase coming home. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, we had had a really good time. Great. I'd love to. I'd love to do some collaborations with uh, some of those guys in the future. Oh, yeah, there was more brewing in uh, in Bristol. Oh, no, I think I heard of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, so it's a bunch of these American dudes too out there doing Expats, you know yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, he had a session IPA that you would have absolutely loved. Oh, I'd have to be the judge of that. But yes. uh, he, he had a, one he called like uh, Norhop or Nohop and then one Sohop. So he had like a, a Northern Hemisphere hot beer and a Southern Hemisphere hot beer. And there was, you know, like a 4%, 4. Yeah. 4.1% sure. beer. Nice and hoppy, great body. Body, oh, oh well, he's creamy. Stole my thing. It was, it was creamy. He's a and, listener, I know. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a couple of points to that. I really Good for them. It. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more brewing. Wow. Uh, now there's a uh, area of the world that where session beers could be just fit right in. They don't have to wait for them to get into vogue. They're, right. Yeah, like beers are in vogue. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they just call them beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's not the, an IPA. The darn thing is, though, I mean, no matter how good all these beers were. I'm really going over there for the classic, you know, <laughs> English, right. British, you know, beer style. Sure, wow. I'm not looking for American, no, no. you know, hoppy beer. I mean, you I want, see, yeah. You want, you want to see how they're doing, but otherwise right. you're not drinking. So I was just like, eh, they're like, oh, try this, try that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. But, you know, can I get like, you know, uh, give yeah, me a, like a, a Chiswick bitter right. or something, you know, give right. me yeah. some, you know. Isn't that funny? You're ordering English bitter and they're trying to get double IPAs. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, it's affected the whole thing, you know, the, the, the ABV and all this stuff. It's, you know, it's creeping up over there, and they're trying to do all these American beers, and it's like, ah. Uh, now we're going session here. Yeah, I mean, no, how to, no matter how great they are, I drink lots of that back home. I'd like to drink, you know, something else. Yeah, yeah. that's what you're there for. So, eh, yeah, but uh, it was really cool. Uh, great trip. So many, so many great people you meet and, and things like this. I'm sure I've, I've left somebody off the list. Um, but hey, your daughter had fun. Yeah, nice. yeah, she enjoyed. We enjoyed. It was a great trip. Uh, you know, you just you just can't go wrong. It's it's a wonderful place to to travel and great people. How was it being away from uh, Heretic? Did you did you lose sleep over what was going on in your absence? No, I just didn't give a shit at that point. <laughs> yeah, fine. how could you? <laughs> distracted. If it's there when I get back, that's fine. Just give me another best Good bitter. Enough. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a, I had <laughs> Harvey's Best Bitter. Harvey's is like a brewery that it's been around, you know, so long that the building it's in is a like a historical landmark, and the brewery is so old it's like a historical landmark. They can't change out the <laughs> brewing equipment. It's like all oh, registered and all this wow. stuff. Oh, and they only send their beer out in a little small area. We went to Greenwich. And luckily enough, there was a, it started to rain. We ran into this one Plume of Feathers pub. And a uh, really fantastic place, really nice people, you know, the owners there. And, and uh, my daughter had an a, uh, ice cream float made with uh, cream ale and uh, 
Oh, yeah. And uh, vanilla ice cream, and then uh, I had Harvey's Best Beer. Oh, fantastic. It was so good. That's a cream ale. On cask. And then, uh, <laughs> there you go. so I had a few of those, and Travis tried a bunch of different things. And, uh, oh, it's just, you know, one of those magical things. And then they gave us the uh, the glasses. We got some Harvey's glasses to take home. They're like, here, you know. Thank take, you very much. Take them with you. Absolutely fantastic trip. If you ever get a chance to head out there, I highly recommend a trip out to uh, jolly old uh, England and hanging out with the London, London Amateur Brewers. Highlight of the trip. It's a good-sized club, you think? Uh, do you have any get an idea how many members they might have? I mean, it sounds like a big area. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, you know, maybe 25 people showed up for the, the thing. Yeah. And they, they all got, like, tons of free beer. Some people... A little bit too much. Is that right? Yeah, I'm sure they can drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rains yeah. all the time. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, today, uh, the show, we're talking about uh, dark American lager. Yeah. Tough to follow that up, though. Right. After yeah. that English story, we go to dark American right, lager. We, we go to the, the weakness of, uh, of the, the dark American lager. I'll tell you about this style then on that note. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, it no. really sucks. Yeah, uh, I know. Like, basically like a Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR with like little like redhead in it. You know what I mean? Why'd you look at me when you said that? I, I don't know. I just, you know, throw a little ginger in there. <laughs> throw a little yeah, ginger in there. He's telling us he's not a redhead. So. Anyways. Uh, visually, it's, you know, amber to light brown in color. Uh, you, mm-hmm. I love the description. Little to no hop. Little to no malt aroma. Uh, little to no nothing, really. Little mm-hmm. to no water. Little no water. So it's just water, right? It's water with color. With color. And yeah. a little bit of bada-bing, bada-boom. Um, <laughs> well, and then, and then the, you know... But it may like, have some light esters. But then it, then it could be green apples, DMS, and, and fruitiness. But no diacetyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, you know, I just think that that is, you know... Got to be a that's a mistake. They're That's saying it. it's desirable? No, they're it just saying, oh, it can, it can have low levels of yeah. this, that, that. It's like, well, that's just a crappy made version, if you ask me. It's not that that's making it better or it's part of the style. I think, you know, sometimes they just throw this shit in here going like, oh, no, hell yeah, I, I tasted green apples. When I, oh, it's like, oh, so you had a bad example. Don't make that part of the style. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think those are flavors you want in any beer, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't that's want acetaldehyde. You don't want DMS. You know, you know. Well, that's important because a lot of people are gonna are gonna hear that as I mean that's in direct uh, contradiction to what they're reading in the style guidelines, right? So right. Do you think the people well, writing, that's why we do this show they're, they're writing <laughs> yeah. the style guide and they're change things. They're, they add a lot of examples of of that style with that in it. Therefore, it's part of the style. Is it's that just, it? Not, yeah, I, I just think you know every once in a while there's there's some section that was written a long time ago by somebody who like. They sat down with a can of something and, and they go like, oh, this is what I taste. And then it's like, well, now that's part of the style. It's like, eh, I guess. Outdated. Well, a long time ago, maybe not so long ago, uh, homebrew wasn't that good. Yeah. Right? Right. That's true. So, so. in order to, you know, to have every, a beer that, you know, that would score above 30, you had to describe some things that were acceptable that might get it into the 30s, like low amounts of mm-hmm. DMS or something like that. Where well, we would say... Any is a problem. Yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, the, the the difference is, to me, if I was the brewer brewing this, would I be trying to have green apple DMS <laughs> no fruitiness no. in my lager? No, I'd be That's I'd be fair. like ah, you know, it's okay, but it's not quite not quite right. 
you know, that's not the goal. So I, I think we should, you know, maybe put more of the goal there than, you know. Yeah, yeah well, maybe the, describe the 45-point beer, not the 31-point beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There, here's there what you you're go. shooting for. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we'll get more into uh, what makes a great uh, dark American lager right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Lickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy at faith. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. The biggest innovation in brewer's yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. Pure White Labs. 
happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Listening to Brewing Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right. If you're listening live, 888-401-BEER for any questions about brewing uh, a great dark American lager. I know it's not a lot of people's favorite style. Hard to brew, though. Uh, yeah, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. That lager aspect. Right. You got to brew a clean lager. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the rest of the aspect is just, you know, having, uh, you know, clean malt character, not too heavy a malt character, not too present a malt character. And, uh, you know, very little roast, if any, very yeah. little caramel, if any. It's too easy to overdo that yeah, and, the roast and to have too much, too much roast, too much caramel. Uh, you know, what you just want is, and, you know, the, the Staga talks about sweetness, but the sweetness is really more from a lack of... Uh, uh, hot bitterness than it is really, um, you know, beer. malt sweetness or anything like that. So there's enough hop there to support the malt, but it's not overly hop to be. Right. Should be, you know, fairly balanced. balanced. Yeah. A little bit balanced on the sweet side. You get a little, you know, a hot, tiny hints of malt flavor from the, you know, the roast and the caramel or something like that. But, then, you know, that's about it. It generally should be a you know a clean lager. That's why you know I I don't like this green apple DMS bullshit. Yeah, no. I think that's you know against what you know the the lager brewer is trying to do. So I mean, if it was like malt liquor or something, then I guess I could go with some of those descriptors. But it's not, not on a you know a European lager. Yeah, not on a light lager. Doesn't have any place. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Our examples here are uh, <laughs> Beck's Dark. Um, uh, Balticla four. Uh, uh, I mean Baltica four, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was supposed to be Varsteiner dark, but it's the pale one. Forgive me, the labeling looks the same. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I blame the Germans. Uh huh. Right. The Germans, <laughs> who by their, the way are making and their imprecision. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? By the way, that there's so many of the uh, classic examples are German made right. beers. Right. For cla- for dark American lager, what gives? Um, nobody wants to drink this in the in the U.S. Um, well, what did you guys think of of these examples? We poured the examples during the break, and uh, we we 
went around and tasted them. Uh, Scott, uh, you first, so we don't uh, uh, foul your results. Yep. Destroy your head. Well, I gotta imagine that the uh, Balticla, uh, sorry, Baltica is not uh, good or representative of the style any longer because to me it tastes like a like an old ale. You know, like a light old ale or even kind of barley winey, like it's mapley and malty and it smells like figs. And I wouldn't guess in a million years that this was a lager, mm-hmm. um, especially up against the Bex, which when I first smelled it kind of had the skunky nose and it had it on the on the palate a little bit too when I took the first sip. Um, but then on the second sip, I started going, oh, maybe no, maybe that's just kind of hop character. And then by the third sip, all the weirdness went away, and it tasted just like a dark lager. And I, I was really liking it by the third sip. And I kind of had the Warsteiner to, to calibrate my, my palate against that was not uh, dark and maybe a little less malty uh, than the Bex, and certainly a lot less malty than the Baltica. Um, so it seems like Bex is a good example of the style, but maybe it's just the best of the three that are here. So what year is this? Um, 1923? 20, no, 24. <laughs> 2014? Yes. 2014. What month in August? We are in it? mid-August. Okay. Late, late August. So um, how old is that Baltica? Oh, no. <laughs> Considering they gave an expiration a year after it was brewed, and that expiration was a month ago. Wow. That's 13 months old. Wow. Well, there you go. So very good. Good for you. Yeah, you picked up on that uh, oxidation character going on. Oh, I mean, it, it's so pronounced yeah. in this beer, right? Does it taste it, like a lager to you at all? It does, but it's got that... It's like a Bach. A yeah. Bach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a yeah. bready oxidation going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I guess some uh, green apple and some acetaldehyde. Uh, and the Baltica. John, yeah. you're... So it's the style then, Tasty? Is that what you're saying? Could be. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, low, low amounts are acceptable. Yeah, I'm sure in a homebrew competition, probably actually fair, do quite nicely. Actually, it's clean. Right. Uh, I would the backs are very nice. Um, I get that past blue ribbon backbone with the uh, <laughs> if you can call it backbone. I love PBR, but and it's crisp. It's got a malty character, a little sulfur note to it. But it, you know, this has that little bit of more of a malt character from the dark malts, or maybe it's a cinnamar that they added. But very drinkable session lager, very mm-hmm. quaffable. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the Baltica I like, but that oxidation you could tell was aged. And mm-hmm. We don't really drink a lot of that. And then that's about all we have for a style here. But the Vorsteiner, uh, you know, you could tell if you added some Cinnamar to that, it'd probably be a very nice beer because mm-hmm. you had that noble hop character, mm-hmm. and that'd probably be mellowed out because there's a lot of bitterness coming through in that beer. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you got that Cinnamar into it. It would be yeah. probably spot on for a style. Right. And you, you, do you think that is the only difference between Warsteiner Dark and the one we have is... Just just that malt characteristic? Yeah. yeah that's it, that's right? I guess. It, they, yeah, they might just add Cinnamar to it. Who knows? We'd have to have to talk to them. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Uh you know, the purpose of Cinnamar is coloring with Reinheitsgebot uh valid, you know, products. Cinnamar is just essentially malted you know, Con- dark dark malts and then they brew a beer with it essentially and concentrate it down and that's it. So, how about you, Tasty? Well, uh, beer flaws aside, I, I really like the uh, the malt character of the uh, Baltica Four. Mm-hmm. It's got what I consider to be like the standard uh, American dock lager, lager sort of character. It doesn't have a 
seems like it's got like a one-dimensional malt kind of thing to it. Uh, stays in the background quite pretty nicely, and like the lager character seems to stand up. Uh, so I actually I like that better than the Bex. Again, this is beer flaws aside. Mm-hmm. The Bex dark, uh, to me, it seems uh, a lot like, you know, a yellow lager that's been made dark in the, in the easiest way possible kind of thing. Well, that's, it, the, that's the style, though. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Baltica, I, I mean, I've made, the, I've done it, you know, I think for competition. It tastes very Bach-like. Yeah, I get that. Like a Bach. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. I'm th- maybe I'm right. thinking. Maybe I'm getting my styles crossed up here. Is actually. that the Melanoidin kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. It does have a lot of Melanoidin here. That's the right. Malt, uh, yeah. And it doesn't seem that stale. It seems almost, you know, more Melanoidin-rich. Yeah, that Kind of, kind of funny. Grainy richness. Well, if it gets yeah. old, the hops are going to drop out, and that's going to really accentuate yeah. the, right, the right. malt there. Yeah. Yeah, and I got a little skunkiness in the in the Beck's Dark. Mm-hmm. Which, Definitely. Yeah, green bottle. What do you expect? Yeah. Are you yeah. guys all able to taste past the flaws like that to what the beer would taste like if it didn't have it? Because I think that's an interesting topic. I most, have no yeah. ability to do that. Or most of them. But, uh, that's yeah, it I, I can't. I can't get past that. But other most of the other ones, I can't. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are you honing in on? You know, how, how do you do that? I mean, if you can put it into well, words. if you just think about the other aspects of the beer, right? The, you mm-hmm. know, the, the carbonation, the bitterness. The well, and if the, and if you've made a beer that yeah. tastes a certain way, and then over time, you know, it turned another way, you're like, oh yeah. So I remember what this was before. I taste that now, yeah. and then when you taste that later on in some other beer, you go, oh, it must have been like this before because yeah, that's how that's what the, this flavor progresses into. You know, it's just a lot of experience and a lot of drinking, you know, yeah. some crappy beer that you made. Well, I think homebrewing in a lot of ways gives you that experience of having yeah. beer as fresh right. as possible to yeah. all the way down as far as you want to take it, maybe right. as old as possible. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great point. And, you know, I wonder since I came in on the beer world, uh, came on the beer world, if you will, like a you lot came later on than the beer you world? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Especially with this Balticla. <laughs> it probably does affect how I perceive beer because I haven't had nearly the amount uh-huh. of bad beer that you guys have. I say, I mean, right? I've really been in it big since 2010, and beer has improved, as we've talked about at right. nauseum so dramatically since then right. that I haven't had nearly the experience tasting shitty beer that you have. <laughs> well, I guess right. Yeah. I think you're depressing yeah, all of us. I don't know whether to be jealous or right or punch you in the Baltic lust. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's certainly gotten better, especially well, all beer actually, homebrew especially. A little tip for homebrewers, though, you know, one thing if you're brewing, if you have a like a light standard American lager, and if you have a Mirzen, brew both, and then you can blend back a little bit of a Mirzen into it to kind of give the dark American lager impression, but you have this very light body based beer, something that I did in competitions. Mm-hmm. You know, I would blend beer to make this beer. I wouldn't really want to ever brew this beer. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, if you want, I, I got a tip for you. If you want to improve your brewing skills, if you want to be a great brewer, professional, or home brewer, uh, check out uh, America's oldest brewing school, SiebelInstitute.com. They've got uh, more courses than any other brewing school. Uh, advanced home brewing, craft distilling, beer styles. Uh, you know, if you want to ace your, your BJCP or Cicerone class, you know, check out uh, SiebelInstitute.com. Professional-level courses available, home brewing, uh, web-based, campus-based. They got it all. Some of the best-known and uh, most respected instructors right there uh, in international brewing. Uh, check them out, SiebelInstitute.com. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, I will reveal the winning beer <laughs> in tonight's beer challenge. Oh, my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. Back after this.
21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Sakaji. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Brewers Publications is proud to announce its latest book, American Sour Beers, by Michael Tonsmeyer, with foreword by Russian Rivers' Vinny Chalurzo. Michael's an experienced home brewer, writer, and lover of sour beers, and is proud to bring you the book on this topic. What I'm passionate about is the flavors. I'm so excited for my new book, American Sour Beers. The goal of this book was to write something that is very practical, that really will help people to brew better beer. I really wrote it for every Everyone. The book starts out with advice on their very first sour beer, all the way up to proper technique for stacking barrels at a commercial brewery. Sour beers are my passion. Come see me at the National Homebrewers Conference in Grand Rapids or this coming fall at the Great American Beer Fest in Denver, Colorado. Brewers Publications presents American Sour Beers, available this summer at BrewersPublications.com and at fine brewing retailers near you. 
Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. I'll tell you, have you uh, guys heard about the new Sour Show? Yeah, yeah Sour Hour uh, with uh, Jay uh, what? Tomorrow night at 6, I believe. There you go. So you guys are all, all up in there already. Shit. I'll be listening. I'm okay. checking the website. I'm reading the material. Jay's like a super nice guy. He's yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always really nice. Interested in what you're doing. Just really super nice guy. And are you doing the show with him? I always feel like, no. I always feel like an ass. When I'm talking to Jay. Like, Why is well, that? I don't know. He's got this really, you know, it just makes me flustered, you know? Am I being an ass right now? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the answer is generally yes. But, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping maybe I'm not. I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm not being an asshole right now. He's just that nice that he, everyone who around him is just, by definition, they're a dick. Again, right. As compared to him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, super nice. Really nice guy. It's like, it's like hanging around with Mitch Steele. You know, you're a fucking asshole standing yeah. next to Mitch Steele. You know, you, 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 you hang out with Vinny. Oh, you're a fucking dick compared to Vinny. <laughs> yeah. No, these guys are super nice. They're really nice. I don't they, know how they, they can are. be that nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Fal Allen. You know Fal Allen? Yeah, he's nice. Oh, yeah, super nice. nice. Yeah. So, Jay, is that why you like hanging around me, Jamil? Because it's the one time you get to be a nice exactly. guy? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, like, I like Scott because standing next to him, I actually seem like a decent human being. <laughs> See? There you go. There you go. That's there's uh, there's education for you right there. <laughs> Choose your friends wisely. Hang out with these nice sons of bitches yeah. like Jay and his sour hour thing, and then you know you look like a, you look like a dick. <laughs> Question yourself. Yeah. Uh, here Why am I here? So <laughs> check it out. I I'm gonna be listening in. So, sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. Uh, our, it's an hour course, six to uh, seven PST. The man knows his stuff. And the uh, first guest on the uh, show is uh, none other than uh, Michael Townsmere, who wrote the new oh, sour book. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There you go. Well, like I bought a, a copy show. of the book. More shows. American sour go. beers. I just need to read it. That is, I find with books, <laughs> the difficulty is easy to buy. Opening. Yeah, it. yeah. You got to actually like read it. Got it. I, I started reading it during jury duty, and uh, I got yeah, I got a good chunk into it. Nice. I was enjoying it, and then I got called in the courtroom. They don't let you read while you're while you're supposed to be listening to the people mm. about the terrible things they did to other people. Yeah, they frown upon that. I found out. Ah. So, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, American Dog Logger. I uh, agree with Scott that the Baltica, the Baltica, uh, was uh, uh, showing a tremendous amount of age. I agree with Tasty that it actually kind of became you know tasty, like a almost bockish. Mm-hmm. I agree with John that the uh, the Bex was the the clear winner there. Uh, the Borsteiner, uh, a little a tad pale. I wonder why that is. Um. <laughs> And there it's you go. well aged. The color so dropped backs, out. And, yeah, the color you know, dropped out. Like, like John was, John was describing, it's like you know, uh, light lager, some color added. You know, that's that's about it. You know, that's it. What what kind recipe? of uh, you got a recipe? Yeah. Hey, John, that's just where I was going. Where are you? Tell me your recipe. I'll uh, tell you mine. Okay. So for five gallons, I'd I'd go with like eight pounds of two row, uh-huh. um, two pounds of flake maize. Mm-hmm. Or dried rice extract, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would probably do about an eighth of a pound, quarter pound of chocolate, maybe pale chocolate. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, just to give it a little bit of color. But I don't want a really mm-hmm. low level bond mm-hmm. roasted malt, so I don't mm-hmm. get that roast character. But I want the color influence. Mm-hmm. And then I probably only use about one to one and a half ounces of saws or alatal middle fruit mm-hmm. for bittering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you know, lager it big pitch. I would shoot for low gravity, probably 1042, 1045 original, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, and really dry it out. Hopefully finish around 1008, mm-hmm. uh, you know, three or four week primary fermentation. Tasty, do you have a, a recipe for dark log? Oh, yeah, I believe I do. Yeah, this is All one right. I made uh, some time ago, I think, for a competition, which I did not win, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers. This is not an award-winning recipe, didn't have but green apple, I DMS. thought it was a pretty good beer. Uh mm-hmm. 71% uh, Pilsner, you know, mm-hmm. good continental Pilsner. Uh, I actually like RAR right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10% Simpsons Munich, to give it, uh, you know, German character, even though it's an American style. And then uh, some uh, 4% uh, chocolate malt to mm-hmm. give it its color mm-hmm. without a lot of uh, malt character. And then and then, it, and then to make a little bit of Wireman uh, Carafa, Carafa too. I'm wondering if people, the comments you got on your score sheet was your more, good, you know, a little too much more like a Munich Dunkel than it uh, is a American. This beer, yeah, the OG is like uh, 1053, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. so That's it's fun. up in the end of the bigger range. It's, I think it's out of the range. Right? 1056, this thing goes to. But I did keep the uh, IBUs down. Uh, Nugget, 25 IBUs at 60. Uh, 10 IBUs of Fugel at 10 uh-huh. minutes. That's that's bold hops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 35 for, IPUs this, against a 1053. So it's going to be... Right. That's way too hoppy for this yeah, stuff. Because you're talking like 8 to 20, I something think, like yeah, that. I think it's like 24. Yeah, 8 to 20 IBUs. But it's a bigger beer. So yeah, this beer was obviously... I needed to add water at the end, huh? But I used the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, right? Right. I mean, water back. No, no, no. I had too much of everything. So you could like uniformly dilute it, right? He's doing high gravity American dark. It was too dark, American too, dark. too uh, malty. And two hoppies. Seems Sounds like, like a great beer. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, it's a... Imperial Dark American Lager. Is what <laughs> <laughs> a German Imperial Dark American Lager, yes. A big, uh, big pitch of, uh, of German Lager yeast. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, for me, uh, starting gravity, 10.52. Finishing gravity around 10.10. About 80% attenuation. You want this thing to kind of dry out uh, at least a bit. And again, the sweetness is coming from a lack of hot bitterness, not from residual malt sweetness, really. Uh, 12 IBU. Color's going to be about 18 SRM. You're, you're looking at 5.5% ABV. Uh, for uh, all grain, uh, I like to use a domestic American two-row, right? Get, get away from the Connell Pilsner, all that Pilsner malt, because that's going to give it too much malt flavor for this lousy style. In this fine style. Um, uh, some some DRE, some dried rice extract, or some uh, flaked rice, I think is a good good addition. Uh, it, it really just cuts flavor is all it does. It's still maltose. It just cuts flavor. Does it help dry it out? No. No. It's still okay. maltose. You're throwing the, the, the starch into, it's rice starch. You throw it in with the enzymes from the malt that you're, you're, you're two-row. And uh, the the enzyme for the two row are making maltose out of that starch, just like they make it out of the the starch that's in the barley. Gotcha. There's just no real flavor on there. It's not malted. It's not uh, which develops flavor. It doesn't have all that extra husk and stuff that the the barley has that it, it has some flavor. It's just flavorless maltose. Okay. 
In fact, you can get uh, rice syrup, <laughs> which is a lot of times it's just maltose made from rice. And so you it's just, already converted. You I mean, it's already converted to sugar. In. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can get rice syrup. Uh, if you're doing uh, all grain, I go with uh, about 10.3 pounds of the two row or six row. You can go with the rice syrup, about a, a or rice, uh, uh, flaked rice, uh, a pound and a half. And then uh, I like to use about a half a pound. I used to use Carafa Special 2. Now I like the Black Prince from Brees. I think it's better. It's got a smoother flavor. Less roast character? Yeah, just, you know, and and the character that's left behind is nicer. Are you using that in a shallow grave? Yes, we are. That's where I remember you talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice malt. I like that. That's I, I use that over the the Carafa special now. So everything in the book where it says Carafa special, swap that out with uh with Black Prince. Black Prince. Black Prince from Brees. That's a that's a good product. I was I was very uh questionable on that. I was like eh, I don't know I don't know. And then Chris was like Oh let's try it. You know because we it was just easier to get the Black Prince. And uh, I'm like All right we'll give it a try. And sure enough I'm like Yeah that's. That's pretty pretty darn good. We used it in the Black Mariah also. Ah. Oh, it turned out really good. So I like I like the black, the Black Prince. Uh, let's see hops. We go with uh, Tetanang, four uh, percent alpha acid for sixty minutes, uh, three quarter ounce or twenty one grams gives you about twelve IBU. You could use yeah, really low IBU. You could use Willamette. You could use uh, you know you could use any of the kind of more neutral hops that don't have a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. You could use something like that. And then uh, fermented out with White Lamb's uh, 840 American Lager or uh, uh, the uh, Y East uh, 2007 Pilsen Lager. And uh, that's about it. I think uh, mash temperature, 150. Give you a decent... The 150 will uh, get you that attenuation you're looking for, the 80%? Uh, yeah, with the lager yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you should be able think to come a bit lower close to that. Or? You might you might go lower I mean, uh, if you if do. If, you, the, the thing, people, if people have trouble is, getting attenuation, right? Their their one fifty might be one forty six or one forty eight. So, right, yeah. and you might want yeah. to extend out that mash rest because not only do you, are you are you trying to you know use a lower mash temp, but your enzymes from your base malt need to convert that rice starch. Right. So that take longer. To, well, it's, it's more substrate with less enzymes total. Ah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah less enzymes working for you. Right, right, right. Okay. If and you can always test for conversions. Right. And if you're doing a, uh, you know, an extract brew, you can use uh, liquid malt extract. You could do uh, like seven and a half pounds of that and then uh, a pound of uh, rice syrup and, uh, you know, steep your, your carafe special or your uh, black prince. And uh, there you go. Hmm. That should work too. Sounds great. All right. Let's do this. Let's take uh, our final break. And then let's uh, wrap up with any questions uh, from the chat. Phone calls. If you want to call, 888-401-BEER. Don't leave Bevo hanging. She's freezing, the poor girl. We love you, Bevo. She doesn't care. She doesn't listen. That's all right. She's like like freaking Justin. Never listened to the show. He would sit there, not really listen to the show. Just off doing his own thing. Scott sort of listens. He listened early on. And now he's gotten. He, now he's about fifty percent listening. Hmm. That's still about fifty percent more than Justin did. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back. We'll wrap up right after this. 
All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. 
eZymerG for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more homebrewing.org creations. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right. We're back. We're going to wrap up this show about uh, Dark American Lager. You got two questions in the chat. I'm going to guess they're from like Spider Wrangler and Dog Nuts or something. No, actually, they're both from guests. Uh, <gasps> one is a guest, uh, 3220644. Maybe oh, Spider Wrangler's at his grandma's house or something. buddy. <laughs> so uh, that one asks Are there any styles you could party guile and get this from the seconds? Ooh, good question. Good well, the Dunkel question. comes to mind. Yeah, you know, I just don't think, you know, it's not a, uh, you know, a second running or something, a lighter version of something else. You know, anything else is going to have too much roast flavor, too much, uh, you know, you're not going to get the deeper color. So a lot of these have a a, a fairly deep color uh, with no flavor. And the problem with party guiling is, um, well, you could do it. You could could make like a, uh, you know imperial pilsner or something like that even a barker yeah right yeah and then you know do a a second running to that and maybe that would cut down the malt flavor as well and then just darken it up with some some uh some you know black prince or some sinmar or whatever you could add uh, dried rice extract to the boil yeah to bump up the the abv a little bit yeah and then you get that dryness yeah excellent question made us think that was a great question (laughs) yeah it was could you briefly define uh, party guile for those that may not know? So party guile is um, you make one mash and then you 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 r- run off the first runnings and then you uh, no sparge right? Uh, right. I mean you could you could sparge, but, uh, and then you go ahead and you add water to it again, and then you run that out into a separate vessel and that becomes your second beer, and then maybe you do it a third time and make a third beer like Fuller's when they make you know like ESB and London Pride and Chiswick Bitter. 
it's all one mash. They run it out into like nine different runnings or whatever, and then they blend it back into each of the three beers. Or like ESB has like none, I want to say. Or maybe it's a blend of the first and the second, and then there's London Pride is a blend of this, that, and the other thing, and Chiswick Bitter is, you know, another blend of, of something else, and that's how they get their, their three strains and make those three beers. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, we did uh, great Canyon Brewery shows. So that was well covered, I thought. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we went into that, and uh, our good friend Neil Spake. Uh, what? Did you actually mash that way, too? I don't know. Chad, <laughs> Chad did it. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. But that turned out really great. Here's a good one from uh, Explain Like Gum 5. Uh, he says, so has anybody actually brewed this stupid style? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think he was asking to the uh, chat room as opposed uh, to us, and, uh, and then nobody right. answered. He said, I'll take that as a no. Yeah. So how go. much of these are being brewed now? I mean... Do, will you uh, see them in competition? It, but no, I mean, yeah, on the homebrew scale. Yeah, I think, you know, people do it a little bit. You know, I think the challenge is still out there to brew every uh, BJCP style or every brewing classic styles, you know, recipe and, you know, get that out in the competition. Yeah, it's, it's common for homebrewers to, to do that, to want to, especially if they have don't make any lagers, they might make one that's got a little more character than, the, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, kind of a bland pilsner. Yeah. Trying to trying to master something like that. Here's one last one from another guest. Uh, is there a difference between black lager and dark lager, or is it just the name? So black lager, Schwarzbier, um, that is like a German lager with uh, you know more like a German pilsner or German you know um, uh, you know that's got more like. What Tasty was describing, Might that's more Schwartz beer than it is. Right. I'd have to have more you know, roast in it. But yeah. Right, and that's, you know, got, you know, a darker color. There's a um, a, a range of Schwartz beer, but that's, that's going to be uh, darker and more continental malt kind of character, a little more, you know, richer in the malt, malt flavor profile. American dark lager, no malt character. You know, no real flavor whatsoever. Just Ops. take, you know, take a, a standard Budweiser, add, you know, Sinmar to it. There's your American dark lager. Think think of it that way. Don't try and make it fancy. Don't try and make it flavorful. I had a problem using Cinnamar as a home brewer. I always felt it added a... It adds a flavor. And I hated it. It, it yeah. was licorice kind of... Mm. Uh, smoky. I don't know if I just right. used it wrong or it was contaminated. I had cont- contamination issues too, applying it. So I don't know if you guys have any tip. I know taste you. You were applying it, or were you, you I applying it with a gloved hand? Yeah, I always wore gloves and sanitized it. But, <laughs> but I would open the case. How were you applying it, it? Were you rubbing it on, rubbing or it, were you? I was massaging it uh-huh. into my bright tank. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but uh-huh. I always had problems. That I would never get, have success with drinkability. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why I like uh, the Black Prince. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Here's here's one last one. It just popped up, and it's good. This guy says he's a new brewer. It's another guest. He said, can I use dry yeast for a, quote, great Swartz or Dunkel suggestions? Drinking my first lager, use second runnings from my APA with some expired fermentous safe lager, and it's my best brew yet. <laughs> well, Congratulations. It's your best beer yet. Right. He's brewed three batches, probably. He's, early, yeah. he's, a, he's a new brewer. He probably pitched two packets rather than one. You know, he had probably more yeast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, 
you could do okay. Um, you know, it's all about uh, you know, pitching the right rates, rehydrate that yeast, and uh, and uh, you know, make sure that you know you have some temperature control when you're you're fermenting. Uh, you know, try and get the right pitching rates. Try and you know, oxygenate nutrients, keep everything clean, and then once you've you know gotten through those stages, you know, get yourself some uh, some liquid yeast, some white labs y yeast, and make starters. Do it that way, but yeah, well, you can do all right. Sure, there you go. Good show. Okay, we did it. We completed a show. We went, we went from Ameri- England to American dark lager. England to America. America. Absolutely. Just like our forefathers. <laughs> That's right. Through that. Our foremothers. <laughs> you four mothers. Four fathers. You probably had four mothers, too. <laughs> Unless your mother was a whore. Whoa, 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 I'm whoa. I'm just saying. Whoa. <laughs> if, she did, if she told you you had four fathers, she probably wasn't paying attention. That was wrong. I don't know why you wheeled around and looked at Bebo when you said that. <laughs> Seems <laughs> unnecessary. Oh, my God. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, I don't know Who's why you wouldn't. Uh, ch- check out our fine sponsor. <gasps> we forgot. Northern, Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer. So we're mentioning them now. Oh, we'll, we'll add that in and post. Yeah, northernbrewer.com. Great folks. Great prices. Great shipping. Great customer service. Go check them out. They sponsor the show so, so you don't have to pay for it. Uh, northernbrewer.com. Tell them thanks for sponsoring the show. Till then, Bruce Strong, everybody. Right